Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we talk with Drew Holman, a professional trail runner for Nike based in Boulder, Colorado, who is lining up for the Western States 100 after a breakthrough third place performance at last year's event. Before we get started, though, this episode of Single Track is brought to you by Soar Running. Soar Running, that's S O A R Running, are a London based high performance running apparel brand. Why am I excited to partner with Soar? Well, if you're like me, you take pride in your running gear and you want the best. That's why I'm stoked about this brand. They are pushing the running apparel boundaries when it comes to producing gear that we care about, like wet and cold weather layers and racing kits. I'm also excited because they are finally moving into the trail running space. After years in the figurative lab, they have launched a trail-specific clothing line that I've had a chance to test, specifically their half-zip t-shirts, trail race vests, and trail shorts all out on multi-hour runs in my backyard of the Wasatch Range. This apparel is the real deal. If you want help getting kitted out for your training and racing needs, Soar is offering us an exclusive 20% savings at SoarRunning.com. All you gotta do is enter the code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout, but act fast. This code is only valid through June and July. I'm stoked, people, and I care about you all. I wouldn't be endorsing something if I didn't believe in it and use it myself, so go check out Sore Running when you get a chance. With that, let's get on with the show. Drew Holman, welcome to the Single Track Podcast. Finn, thanks for having me. And, and happy, what, we're, we're almost to Statesmas week. Yeah, this is what, like seven days out? We're seven days out. So oh. the work is done, the hay's in the barn. Um, <laughs> now's the fun part. We get to like go and hang out with the best community in the world. Truly. Um, one thing I want to talk about before Western States, you know, I was listening to your episode with Debo a couple of days ago and prep for this, and I am fascinated that in a former life, you were a competitive ultimate Frisbee player. And the reason I bring that up is because I have a little bit of experience myself in that world. And I think you'd agree, like in ultra running, it's a pretty powerful community. It's a pretty all-encompassing lifestyle. So can you talk about that experience and maybe why you didn't stick with it because yeah, it's a pretty compelling life. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I think you nailed it on the, uh, on the head in terms of what I or why I fell in love with ultimate Frisbee. So, I mean, I grew up, sport was always a huge part of my life. Um, I played hockey from basically like age three through high school. I played baseball similarly. Um, and I got into ultimate because I showed up at Carleton college tiny little liberal arts school in Southern Minnesota that has like an absurd obsession with the sport of ultimate Frisbee and Mm -hmm. Carlton is 2000 kids. Um, and there are six formal ultimate Frisbee teams. Uh, and Carlton on any given year can win division one and division three titles, uh, across those teams. And so for me, I showed up, I was, you know, kind of in search of what was the next, uh, how was I going to define myself as an athlete after Mm. high school sports? Um, I was, I was, you know, went to club hockey, uh, once or twice and realized that, you know, playing high school hockey in Minnesota is like very, very competitive and it's a lifestyle. And I was spending nine months a year playing it. And so when I got to Carlton, I was like, pretty burned out by that and i just stumbled into this like incredibly inclusive 
fun community that also cared uh, a lot about doing things well. And so, um, yeah, played Frisbee through, through college. Um, I was on uh, the team that at the time was called Gods of Plastic. Um, we won a D3 national title um, in 2012. Um, and then we went to nationals each year. Um, and to be honest, I stopped playing Finn because I've never been so injured in my life playing ultimate frisbee like yeah. the, the combination of like cleats and changing directions constantly like my hamstrings were torn like every other season just like you know ankles all over the place um which is funny that i chose alt running but you know right. that was that was the next uh post pulse ultimate frisbee <laughs> if i started playing again i would probably tear both acls on like the second day um, I, I think about now if I tried to like change directions quickly, you know, uh, and my partner Sasha and I joke a lot about how like ultra running kind of like just slowly pounds any athleticism that you have out of you. Um, because if I jumped or changed directions, I'm sure I would tear everything. One more thing. Um, can you talk about coming up in the SFRC scene? Because it has been a powerhouse in terms of churning out great ultra runners. And I'm curious how that has contributed to your success. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I owe a lot of my love for this sport and the success that I've had to the SFRC community. Um, I met Patty O'Leary, uh, hmm. you know, acclaimed scientist, Irish, uh, ultra runner, uh, all around great, great human. He'll be pacing me again this year at States. Um, That's awesome. But I met Patty and he, you know, convinced me to go to SFRC um, about a year after I had really started running more seriously. Um, and, you know, I think, one, you're, you're in Marin. You're running on the most beautiful trails in the world. Um, and then, two, they just had an incredible, you know, group run effect. And so it was the first time where I was able to, one, see – I mean, it was my first exposure to the ultra running community. Um, and then when you have folks in a community who are traveling all over the world and competing at the highest level with Patty and Alex Varner and mm. uh, Dylan Bowman and, you know, it just is such, uh, it allows you to dream and it allows you to see that, you know, those, those opportunities are, are possible. And so... Um, yeah, I, I really, you know, respect Jorge Marvia and, and Brett Rivers who started the SFRC store and really built that community into what it is today. And then, you know, I, I've realized that coming out of SFRC, that's been an important part of my running journey. And it's been a constant thread through, which is um, group running has an incredible impact on being able to evolve and adapt as a runner. And so now I'm in Boulder and, you know, I've been lucky enough to work with David Roche for many years and, and he and I are now good friends and we run together frequently and we've got a great crew here, you know, Matt Daniels and Adam Mary and Seth Ruling. Seth just won maxi race in, in yes. France and was so psyched that, I mean, he's, you know, he's is and will be one of the best in the world. Um, and it's just like so important to me to have, have that as part of my running, my running journey. So more, but you know, just another plug for group run as, oh, as a course. great way to build community and build also just, you know, 
running adaptation. Well, we'll have to go long form at some point because SFRC to me, it's like the perfect case study in how a running store can transcend retail and build community and yeah, just go beyond the norm. Um, but transitioning to Western States here, you got a lot out of yourself last year. You had a fantastic race and you said it yourself, you more than went to the well to get it done. I'm somebody that's fascinated by sports psychology and now knowing what you know about, uh, what it took to do that. How do you think about doing it all over again this year? Because, you know, I know you're competitive, you care about racing, but how do you get yourself ready to go to the well again like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, Finn, there's, there's something beautiful about your first hundred mile. You don't quite realize <laughs> what it, what it takes. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I went to the well last year, but I think also going into this year and how I've been able to, you know, get to a, a mental space where I feel really excited to, to race next Saturday um, mm. is that, you know, with, with what it took, there was also so many learnings from that, that I'm able to apply um, to, to this race. And, you know, what I'm trying to really just return to over and over is just embracing that unknown. Um, you know, this is, yes, I'm going back to Western States, but it's not, I'm not going back to, it's not the same race. Like yeah. you're not running it, the race again. You're running a completely different race, a completely different journey and story. And so, <clears throat> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the pain. Um, that's part of, that's part of it. Also, I think, you know, you probably noted this in listening to my, my podcast with Dylan is I'm a, you know, super competitive person and I love the community and everything about that. But then I also just that energy of when you get on the start line, um, that's pretty fun too. And so, you know, there's going to be all sorts of, um, different factors that I'm not too worried about the, the experiences that I had last year because it's all going to wash away. It's just running and like, you know, you can't, you can't possibly not just fall in love with what you're doing when you're at Western States. So, Talk a bit about maybe anything you've done differently in training this time around, knowing what you know about the course, how you race, the distance, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, Finn, like, we're not trying to change too many things because, you know, I think it's, I think as ultra runners, we, we get into this mindset of like, Oh man, there's so many moments that I could have done this better or this better. And then when you take a step back, it's like, Drew, you still took third at Western States. Like don't change too much. Like, you know? Um, and so obviously I went deeper than I would have wanted to last year. And yeah. there was some, um, you know, folks can go back and listen to my podcast with Debo, but there was some, some damage that happened in that race. Um, in terms of muscle breakdown that we were trying to avoid. And so um, I think the biggest difference this year is there was just a, a bigger block of more vert uh, and more time on my feet um, mm. to really just try to harden up, harden up the quads and get ready for the descending that is in States. Um, but a lot of it is just about getting to that start line healthy, mm. getting to that start line, just incredibly excited for the unknown that is ahead um, and then there's like, you know, 18 ways to fry an egg 
um, in terms of, <laughs> you know, the training uh, that we all need to, to be successful. And, you know, I was, I was, well, this is kind of a tangent, but I was, I was running with uh, Tyler at States camp a couple weeks ago. And we were just noting that like everyone gets to States in the best shape of their life. And you just have to like acknowledge that. Um, and everyone's going to do it in their own way. Um, and so you can't look around too much and you just have to, you know, focus on what works for each of us. And so that's what we're, we've tried to do. And David is an incredible partner. He and mm -hmm. Megan are, um, I just have so much respect for what they do in the, in the ultra community. And, uh, I put a lot of faith in, in, in them when it comes to putting together a good plan. Well, you look good. Do you, uh, do you feel rested and ready to go for this race? I do. Yeah. Um, I've had a little bit of sickness the last couple of weeks, which is, you know, the, the way of the world is you get in the best shape of your life and then you catch a cold. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be in really good shape come next Saturday and just excited to see what happens. Awesome. Well, you have quickly become one of my favorite athletes to follow at races like this. And I think I speak for a lot of folks when I say, we are truly excited to follow the front of the race this year. Cause I'm guessing you're going to be up there mixing it up. And, uh, yeah, before we go, there are a bunch of gearheads and, you know, out there in the audience and, uh, they're curious about what you're wearing on race day from head to toe. So can you give us some insight into like the shoes, the pack, stuff like that? Yep. So, um, from a shoe standpoint, I will be in a pair of peg trails, um, peg trail, peg trail four that just came out. Um, it's a great kind of all around shoe that I've been loving. Obviously, uh, I'm sponsored by Nike. And so, mm. um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to wear a bunch of great shoes. Um, and, um, there's another shoe that might come into play. Um, I don't know if I can speak to it publicly, but, um, it's pretty exciting. It's going to be a fun, fun shoe to wear at States. <laughs> it may or may not be carbon plated. It may or may not have some, some good foam and some plates involved. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to wear the Nike shoes. Um, and then I'm a half tight guy. So I'll be wearing half tights. Um, uh, and then, you know, white tank, white t-shirt, ice bandana, doing all the cooling strategies. Um, there'll be a hat and just trying to stay cool. Cause that's the name of the game. So ice everywhere all the time, uh, you know, rivers, streams, staying cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Drew. Thanks for giving us some of your time, helping us bide our own time here before Western States begins. We will make sure to link to all of your socials in the show notes. And uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to leave the audience with before we go? Um, no, I just think, you know, Finn, thank you for everything that you do. Um, you know, this is the beauty of this sport and I'm just excited to, to be, be out in Olympic Valley with the community and, um, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a journey and I'm excited to see folks at Forest Hill and yeah, uh, I just love, love everything about this sport. So, uh, it's a fun time of year. Appreciate you brother. And, uh, same to you. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks Finn. Talk soon. Hey folks, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And before you leave, if you are a new listener, I have a favor to ask. 
Could you leave a rating and review of this show in your podcast player? If you could, it would mean a lot to me because it helps more passionate trail runners like yourself discover this show. Regardless, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back soon with many more interviews around Western states. Until then, I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and you have been listening to the Single Track Podcast.